3: Longhorn Weekly with Tom Herman is brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. WindStar World Casino and Resort, it's always a good time. RICO Technology, empowering Texas athletics to work smarter. RICO, imagine, change. The Texas Lottery. Longhorn fans play the Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. voice of
4: the Longhorns, Craig Way. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Longhorn Weekly here from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. My name is Craig Way. In a few minutes, head coach Tom Herman will join us and we'll talk about this week's matchup with the Baylor Bears and coming off the open date on the week. We like to start off the program by having a member of Coach Herman's staff join us. And we're very pleased to be joined by Longhorn's Associated Head Coach for Defense, the man who works for the defensive line, Mark Hagan, is with us. Great to see you again. How are you? I'm great, Craig. How are you? Great. Uh, we, uh, you and I did a, a Zoom chat <laughs> in the late spring. Now it seems like years ago, I'm yep. sure by now. And I remember at the time when, when we talked about this, you talk, we talked about downtime and how you can make productive use of down time. I guess that also goes for uh, open date weeks on the schedule, doesn't it, by weeks, and uh, whether you're coming off a win or a loss, as, as you mentioned, the, the old coaching axiom, there's good open dates and bad open dates. How would you describe how your guys have gone about their business uh, here in the open date, last week's open date week, leading into this week's game week?
5: Well, I think they handled their business very well. You know, I think uh – we had to come in uh monday morning after that oklahoma game and uh you know look at the video and, and be very honest you know in all f- three phases of our football and know uh, i think our guys to a man realize that you know we got to roll our sleeves up there's a lot of things to correct and they went out and uh, handled their business last week we got a lot of good work in at the same time uh get some guys back from injury and uh i think from a player standpoint whenever you lose a ball game you want to get right back out there and and redeem yourself but again uh, I think everybody was honest uh, you know in terms of looking at the video and and realizing you know things that we have to get fixed and so it was good from that standpoint and, and now we 're back into game week and we 've had a, a really good week so far and anxious to get back out there on saturday and and uh, go after Baylor
4: This is a, a question I often ask coaches and, and it 's about uh, what i 've referred to as the aha moment when you get guys in the film room and they 're looking at things, and sometimes guys legitimately didn't realize they were doing or not doing something they were or were not supposed to be doing, and then an aha moment comes, and there's discussion about it in the film room and things like that. Have you, was that part of what last week, like you said, our guys wanted to get back in and correct the things? Or do you, you see those on occasion, even though you've got some veterans with the, with the guys you work with on the defensive front?
5: Absolutely. Again, I, I keep throwing out the word honesty. You got you to look at the video. And, and one thing we always say as coaches is the video doesn't lie. And so I think uh, we approached it with the guys as you know, we got to coach better and, and we got to play better. And, and the way you do that is, is you watch it and, and you're honest with yourself uh, and you go back. And I know defensively, uh, that open week, we went back and looked at it seems like every clip of the season, you know the, the goods. But really, more importantly, the bads and, and what has hurt us up to this standpoint and how people will continue to attack us if we don't get these things fixed. Yeah,
4: and and, and that that brings to mind another thing. I'm always reminded of the conversation uh, when Coach Brown was coaching the team about how when Vince Young was struggling and uh, they they brought him in after a difficult game against Missouri that they won and showed him a lot of the good things he'd done as well as the, the mistakes that needed to be cleaned up and said that's the guy we want to see on the field. So it sounds like what you're saying is you're showing the good things as well as the
5: cleanup areas to the guys. Sure. We we've, we've watched the positives, but, but again, you got to focus on the, uh, on the things that need to get fixed. And, you know, after Texas tech was tackling and then it was, you know, trying to fix the red zone and, and, and just kind of plugging things here and there. And, and I'll tell you what, I mean, football nowadays, uh, if you're an offensive coach, um, they're the last ones with the marker, you know? And so I I think we've, we've got to just continue to be very, very detailed and, uh, and the little things, the fits, um, but not get away from, you know, the the fundamentals, too, and, and that's tackling and, and, and getting off blocks and things of that nature. So, again, uh, going back to last week, uh, it was good from that standpoint to, uh, uh, to clean up a lot of stuff.
4: Uh, I, I'm glad you brought up a, a couple of different things. So let's go, uh, Adam, point by point a couple of things and get a coach's perspective. To the layman fan sitting back and they hear the word tackling, they say, well, Defensive guys in football know they're supposed to tackle. What, what, what happens? With ta- but there, there's there's uh, there's a process involved with the art, the technique, and 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 the physical nature of what you do. Clean up when you do uh, look at tackling, isn't there?
5: Absolutely. And and it, tackling is something that we address every day. Uh, whether it's a tackling circuit, whether it's uh, by position, uh, Coach Ash is going to have us. Uh, hit on those base fundamentals every day. Now, tackling doesn't mean just going out and physically just taking guys to the ground. There's, uh, there's a science behind it, too. And, and against Texas Tech, the biggest thing was, was tackling out in space and not getting ourselves under control, what we call gathering. Um, and, and that forced us or caused us to, to miss a lot of tackles. And uh, sometimes if you're a lineman, you're in a more confined uh, area, you know. And so there's different types of, of tackles that you have to – uh, you know, drill and, and address, and 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 we're we're addressing those things and going after it every day.
4: You brought up red zone. Our uh, red zone defense has improved. What what were the things uh, that that you really attacked with your guys coming out of Texas Tech against TCU when you were limiting them to field goals as well? The things with regard to red zone
5: defense. Well, it's 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 really a mindset. You know, you get down into the red zone and, and you, you want to. You know, force them into a field goal at best. You know, just you talk about those four-point swings, and um, you know it might be cliche, but 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 it's huge, and and that certainly uh, was a benefit for us in the TCU game. Not good enough against Oklahoma, you know, and and, and I look at the start of the second half. Um, you know, they Oklahoma got the ball in good field position, and and at that point in the game, well, we got to roll our sleeves up and, and force a field goal at uh, it, it, it most, and, and we didn't get it done. And, and you look at those little things, uh, that's, that's the difference in a ball game. So um, red zone is always going to be a focus. Uh, in fact, we just uh, drilled it yesterday uh, in our seven-on-seven, seven, and uh, we're going to continue to hammer that every day.
4: Um, let, let's talk about some of the guys, some of the, some of the guys you've, you've been working with and some of the guys who are – uh, keys to to this defensive front. Uh, I, I'm going to start with with a senior. Why not? Might as well start with Tequan Graham and talk about TQ and what he what he's meant to the defensive front.
5: Uh, TQ's been great from day one. You know, he, he's a young man that loves football. He's high, very very talented. Um, his attention to details off the charts. In fact, uh, I know you're going to want to talk about Alfred Collins mm-hmm. here in a second. But I grabbed Alfred day one and, and said. Look at that guy. Look at number 49, how he handles his business on a daily basis, how he comes to work. Uh, he's taking notes in meetings, uh, the way that he practices. He's full speed every drill. Uh, just uh, a joy to coach, easy guy to coach. Um, and, and um, you know, I, I know like a lot of our guys, um, he's pressing right now. I know he met with uh, Coach Ash. Um, you know, I don't know if it was end of last week or beginning of this week, but well, he wants to do more you know and, and and that's sometimes a little bit of a trap when when you're struggling um, guys get outside the the system or the scheme and um, you know we're just emphasizing to, uh, to TQ hey just make the plays that you're supposed to make and uh, but he, he's he's a, he's a joy to coach uh, he's got a bright bright future and certainly a great leader for us
4: uh, since you mentioned Alfred Collins we'll keep it at the defensive tackle spot here's the guy's so young, so raw and all that, and yet, I know you've been incredibly impressed with what he's been able to bring, even as a true freshman to what you're asking of him
5: Got a great God-given skill set um, but but he's been, been raised the right way, again, he's a yes sir no sir, uh, locked in every day um, and, and, and that's why grabbing him and telling him this is, this is the guy you want to emulate. You want to, you want to watch 49. And he does that. He does that. He's, uh, he's always locked in when he's not taking reps at practice. Um, you know, he, he's watching his position. He's watching what TQ's doing out there. And um, I say, he, he's got a high, high ceiling. He really does. And, uh, um, you know, we're just going to continue to work with him on a daily basis. But uh, he's also a joy to coach.
4: At, at the nose, I know Andre Coburn has is, is, is been uh, very important to what this team does. And then lately uh, – from what we've been g- able to gather is that Keandre and Tavandre sweat are kinda uh, they're kind of attached to the hip, aren't they? The, uh, the the comedy duo as we've talked about.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Keandre starting off with Tim, a young man that loves football. Um, and and if you love the game, you're easy to coach and, and he certainly loves to play and uh, been been a very, very strong force in there at nose. Uh, never been around a lot of defensive tackles that they, they get double digit tackles and, and he was highly productive you know, a few weeks ago against TCU, uh, but, but very, very strong. And, uh, you know, Tavondre, you know, those two together, they are. They're, they're, sometimes they're like a, a comedy act a little bit. And it, and it really starts with Keandre. Uh, but T. But Sweat, uh, again, he, he might be the most physically gifted guy in the room, to be honest with you. I mean, a guy that size that, that can run and change direction. I know he's got a basketball background. Uh, he's got a bright, bright future. Football can take him as far as he wants. Uh, he just needs to make that decision. Um, you know, and, and, and needs more consistency. But he, you know, he's a young guy, and um, I think you talk about all four of those guys. It's a, uh, it's a great, you know, one-two combination with those four players. It really allows me to, to rotate you know, different combinations of guys in there and, and not have any drop-off.
4: You know, it's interesting we were talking about Alfred being a freshman, but, you know, sometimes it's easy to forget that Keandre and, uh, and uh, T-Sweat are both sophomores. I mean, here's, here's guys that, that that are still very youthful in the process.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to continue to, um, you know, put them in position to make plays for us. They're, they're very, very strong at the point of attack. And uh, that's why I think you've seen teams really attack us on the perimeter, you know. I mean, why, why do you want to run up in those A or B gaps when you've got, you know, the TQs and the and the Coburns and the Sweats and, and Alfred Collins' uh clogging the middle? It doesn't mean people aren't going to do that on occasion, but but they've really tried to attack us more on the perimeter. So, um, and sometimes that's what I'm talking about. Guys getting frustrated. Hey, that, that that's a compliment to you guys. We just got to continue to do our job play in and play out, and, and the play opportunities will come.
4: It's always great to see you. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, that is uh, Longhorns Associate Head Coach for Defense. Man who works with the defensive line, Mark Hagan, joining us here. I want to remind you uh, that uh, when you're at home or at the game, make sure that you have football notifications turned on in your Texas Longhorns app so you'll receive your five free wings coupon from Pluckers with the horns you can win at home. So we'll continue up next. Coach Herman joins us. When we continue with Longhorn Weekly, presented by the Texas Lottery here from Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin, here on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: (laughs) Hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877 4 dad or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a
2: difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff, create jobs, a message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle? He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
1: Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.
4: We welcome you back to Loghorn Weekly with Ed Coach Tom Herman, coming away from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, as we bring it to you, courtesy of the Texas Lottery. Uh, in, in visiting with Coach Hagan, and I, and it was, I had a, uh, a great conversation with him in the Zoom back in the spring. We were talking about, boy, you know, as soon as we get through all of this, and, and yet I don't think any of us thought we'd still be going <laughs> through it. To the links that we're going, I guess, right. that sort of thing. But I remember at the time asking him about a coach's journey. Uh, because you've been down that journey so many other coaches uh, it it is a journey from uh, place to place that you go to position the position areas that you work in and you've worked at just about every kind of uh, position area as well so um, I'm always curious to get at the perspective of a coach about a coach's life and how you and, and how you you know transition through the things that you go through throughout the course of your career
6: how much time you got? <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, it's difficult. And, and and more so for our families. Uh, you know, for us, you show up to a job and there's very like-minded people, people you got a lot in common with. You've, you've got a, a ready-made family, if you will. And yet for our families, they're moving place to place, a lot harder for them to make friends and assimilate and all that. You know, I know when we moved here, That was our sixth move in 11 years. And so we were averaging a move less than every two years. And it takes a toll. You know, our kids are, they're troopers. We, we, you know, we we have, um, you know, a good group of of kids at home group. We got three of them. I was going to
4: say, is there any bigger challenge than moving with a teenage daughter?
6: Well, (laughs) we haven't had to do it. Um, You know, she was 12 when we moved here. She's 16 now. Um the plan is not to have to have to move her uh as well. So uh no, I I think you know it it is. It's it's really difficult. Um especially for a guy like Mark in, in his situation you who know, played at Indiana, coached there for many, many years, came to College Station to coach for Coach Sumlin and A and M. And then they get fired, he goes back to IU, brings his family, wife and four daughters. Uh, back to IU and within months they're like we hate it. We miss our friends in College Station. We miss our dance team. We miss our activities. His wife missed her friends and so they uh, moved back to College Station without him and so he actually was commuting from in his spare time as a coach uh, from Bloomington to College Station as, as often as he could and that that's a hard life. That's a hard life, and and more so because we're as coaches, we're we're all pretty independent and can survive on our own, and we we again kind of have our own surrogate family. And uh, but for our families, our wives, our kids, man, it's uh, it is a hard, hard, hard life.
4: You kind of get in your own. Coaching bubble. I mean, that's become fashionable to use the word "bubble." Uh, official <laughs> right, right, and fashionable right. to, to talk about bubble. But I mean, you ca- you kind of existed in your own bubble anyway as coaches. So that that makes the family model difficult, isn't it? When you're doing this, because coaches are adaptable to a bubble thing once you get with a coaching staff.
6: Yeah, and your family's not, you know. And so every everything is new, you know. New, you know, with kids. I mean, new classes, new sports teams, new new friends, new. Routines and um it definitely takes its toll on them, but our uh, you know Michelle has been a, a rock you know and and she she gets it and uh understands it doesn't make it any easier but uh you know we we make the best that we can you know my daughter when when we got to Austin she started at St Stephen's and it wasn't for her now she's at Westlake you know and and uh, so you know, there's some trial and error, too, when you get to a new place.
4: Well, and and then on top of all of that, the, you know, Coach Hagan's here because you needed him. You needed a guy th- th- that you wanted for your staff that could fit the mold of what you needed to work with your defensive line.
6: Well, yeah, and, you know, and again, you go back to the family component of it. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest reason – We were able to get Mark Hagan here because his family was in College Station. And, you know, this is a guy that's a University of Indiana legend, coached there twice, has great titles, I'm sure very comfortable. But his family wasn't there. His family was in Texas. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know that at first when i called him and and started our conversations i didn't know that about his family you're just looking for a coach (laughs) i am just looking for a coach that's got a great track record of of teaching and and developing and and he was one of the first names that i called and he he said coach this is this is unbelievable because let me tell you about my story and then it kind of became a perfect marriage that that way um
4: all right coming up uh we'll uh, get to talking about your football team uh we'll talk obviously about the matchup with the baylor bears the unique, and I'll use the word unique, he'll be able to expand on that relationship uh, that uh, Coach Herman has with Coach Dave Aranda, the head coach of the Baylor Bears. There's a lot to get to when we continue here from Pluckers with Longhorn Weekly with head coach Tom Herman, and it's presented by the Texas Lottery when we continue in a moment.
1: This is what cash sounds like.
4: Ka-ching!
1: This is what winning extremely extreme cash sounds like. Ka-ching! The extreme cash scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery today. You could win top prizes from $5,000 up to a million dollars and experience what extremely extreme sounds like. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800 375 6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket. Play responsibly. I'm Tiffany DeSico, CEO of GermLogic. GermLogic has been providing facility and home disinfection for the last eight years. We use hospital-grade disinfectants and the latest in electrostatic technology, along with an antimicrobial solution that will protect surfaces from future bacteria for up to 90 days. Now, more than ever, it is important that we maintain a clean, safe, work, and home environment. GermLogic is working daily to combat the threat of COVID-19. Call today, 512-288-1007.
2: Well, let's face it, 2020 has been a rough year, but guess what? Football is back, and when I think of football, I think of Pluckers. Over the past 25 years, they've won every award there is to win in Austin for best chicken wings and the best sports bar. Not only are the dining rooms of Pluckers' seven Austin area locations open, but Pluckers has some of the best takeout in the game. All you got to do is visit Pluckers.com, place your online order for takeout. Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird.
4: Deep down the sidewalk, and a man open! Oh! City, this one. Want to be a part of the action live at Royal Texas Memorial Stadium this fall? Texas Farm Bureau Insurance is giving away tickets to every Longhorns home football game this season. Register free at TexasSports.com slash TexasFarmBureau for your chance to win a pair of tickets to an upcoming home game. That's TexasSports.com slash TexasFarmBureau for your chance to see the Longhorns live in person on game days. Courtesy of Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Texas Athletics. Sam sending more in motion. Has the snap. Ellinger flees a wide open. Caught. Touchdown of Texas. Keontae Higro. What a rally. And the Longhorns are an extra point away from tying the score. I want to remind you to team up with General Mills and gear up at WeAreTailgateNation.com. Back here on Longhorn Weekly with head coach Tom Herman from Pluckers the West Campus location here in Austin presented by the Texas Lottery uh, that was the the uh, game tying touchdown which then launched into a record Four overtimes, most overtimes in Longhorn history, uh, most overtimes in the Texas OU game, uh, all that sort of thing, and and I know you were asked about a lot. And of-
6: it was ninety five degrees. That's where I was going next. Yeah. The fact that it was a hot afternoon, we were
4: we were done with our commercial breaks at the end of regulations. We went like an extra hour and fifties, so and we were wiped out. So I know your guys had to be kind of wiped out at the end of it.
6: I started cramping, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm not the one out there running, but no, we had and this is astounding, and and it's. A testament to how hard one guy in particular, but a lot of guys play. And and I know the numbers don't mean a whole lot to our fans, but we track our player load numbers uh, off the GPS things that they wear. And Joseph Osai had, I think, like an 880 player load. That's like two games. And a normal four-quarter game by a starter you're looking at in the Low 500s. I was going to ask you what the scale is. uh, Yeah, probably high 400s to mid 500s. And here's a guy that, you know, peaked out at 800. We had four guys over 800 player load. And so gave him Sunday off and Monday off um, from physical activity. And then uh, got back to work Tuesday. Again, we, we had three practices last week, all of them an hour and 15 minutes only. Good on good didn't worry about Baylor heck we didn't we didn't even know if we were going to play Baylor till late in the week anyways, um, but we needed to again continue to to make up for the reps that um, that we just we, we didn't get in spring in by having no spring practice, no summer conditioning a uh, um, very unique training camp and so um, we made a lot of improvement uh, in the the span of three practices in my opinion.
4: You, uh, you've you always been uh, a guy who really uh, gets into um, uh, the, the biometrics of things, so yeah. to speak, and the biomechanical process of, of being football. I, I, I was curious as to what the metrics are to go into the player load and how that process works, what you're measuring, how you're measuring, so so that fans understand as well the, the physical grind that, that your guys go through.
6: Yeah, and I don't – we get a lot of – data points, player load being kind of the combination of, of all of them. We, we have um, IMAs. I wish I knew what that stood for, but that's that's more of a change of direction and how, how fast you change direction. We get top speed. We get um, percent of yards run in a high-speed zone, you know, so you can tell, yeah, a guy might have run 21 miles an hour, but if he only did that one time and every other rep he's going 13 miles an hour that's you know what's what's the saying you know and you're not about, getting everything you need after well and yeah. the, the saying about average too yeah. you know hey I, I could have my left foot in a bucket of ice and my right foot on uh coals that are on fire and on average i'm pe- feeling pretty good yeah. you know i mean that that's not the way it works and so um so the the player load measures everything speed impact change of direction uh, time on the field uh, yards uh, run yards run at a high speed clip, all of those things, but then the other numbers I look at are are maximum speed uh, on average by position and maximum speed by an individual. So if I know that Brennan Eagles is a twenty one mile an hour guy that 's that's that 's what he he is and and I see a practice where he only hit twenty one miles an hour maybe twice in a practice, then we're going to go look and say, well, what was he asked to do first of all, you know, maybe it was red zone and he didn't have to run farther than 20 yards and and never reach that peak velocity. Um, But if it becomes a pattern of where you're seeing these guys' maximum uh, speeds decline, then that sounds off some alarms and, and, you know, you, you want to adjust your practice schedule accordingly. And that's that's where we were. we played three straight we played three straight games with no summer conditioning, no spring ball, no real training camp to to really talk about and all three were one possession games, two of them were overtime games, one of those overtime games being four overtimes five hours in ninety five degree heat, and you know throughout the course of a week we we saw our our speeds start to decline and and that's when you you pull off some guys, other guys, you want to activate them and, and get them in the weight room, get them with the trainers, you know get them mobility, get those legs you know we call it dead leg syndrome, you know, where you're, you're just your legs are just so heavy from, from all the running that you do. so uh, we rely on those metrics a lot uh, in terms of how we build our practices and um, also, you know as we monitor trying to get our guys uh, to the game is as, as fast and fresh as possible. And, and we know you the the fastest you're going to be is the first couple of days of training camp. After that, you ain't never getting that back.
4: There'll be a series of uh, diminishing returns. Correct. <laughs> you're,
6: you're never going to you're never going to be running that fast, but we got to keep it as close as we can.
4: Yeah, uh, do you still do the, 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 the body core temperature measuring things? With, was it pills or meters, things like that that you're doing?
6: No, uh, I think that was a Mac thing where yeah. the guys took pills.
4: Uh, Remember that? Yeah. And, uh, then, and then I thought there was a metered thing. Where it's, I, I imagine that's kind of difficult also because that changes during the course, obviously, of a game, but also during the course of a season. Wouldn't yeah,
6: it? We, we're, we're so diligent with our hydration. You know, we we feel like the reason guys – do that is because they, they want to see you know hey are you redlining so mm-hmm. to speak and are you at risk for locking up with cramps and stuff like that but we feel like we do a pretty good job with with our hydration and, and um, monitoring and, and rotating our guys that we feel like that might be a little bit of overkill.
4: Well and even in peak hydration when your guys are, are, are you know on the hydration chart right where they're supposed to be Five-hour game in the heat. It eventually going <laughs> to take its toll no matter how. I mean, oh, you could have, think, you could have think, IVs think, running. Yeah, through we, you we had like six
6: or, six or seven guys need IVs in that yeah. Oklahoma game. And so, yeah, that, it took its toll on us oh, for yeah. sure. All right, uh, I want to remind Longhorn fans that it's uh, time to get your horns up.
4: Play the Texas Lottery today for your chance to win cash prizes. And remember, luck happens to people like Matt Munoz, who uh, to uh, keep a lookout for Texas Lottery social media promotions. Matt won Longhorn prizes and a Texas Lottery prize pack. So hook them horns and scratch them tickets. We'll have more coming up with head coach Tom Herman. Longhorn Weekly from here, Pluckers, and presented by the Texas Lottery here on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
7: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager, Learning the Lingo,
4: Goat.
1: G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT.
7: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.
3: Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys?
6: You got a king? Go,
3: fish, dad. Oh, come on. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov.
2: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
3: Tweens
7: have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up the whole ride every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie.
2: Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
4: This is Longhorn Weekly. We've got more coming up after we pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Texas Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
7: Coach, what are some activities outside of football that your coaching staff and players enjoy
4: doing together? Uh, thank you for that question from the team at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Uh, it's been revealed on this program that uh, uh, that we both like yacht rock radio. I have a feeling they're not into that. They're, but, they're but, not. But no. what activities would would or uh, something that you enjoy? Well, it's it's,
6: it's hard in 2020 yep. to do anything. Um, you know, we have every summer prior to this one during training camp. We'll take a day and go to Bill Duvall's lake house uh, there on on Lake Austin and and spend a day riding jet skis and jumping off pool or uh, boat houses and playing cornhole and all that stuff. That that's a really really fun day. Um, I know our coaches. It's it it's very difficult to get one hundred and twenty guys plus. 10 coaches plus 50 staff members all doing something together. They're not yeah. all
4: dominoes players, they're, they're, right? They're, yeah, uh, they're yeah. not all basketball yeah. players. So, like
6: that. I, I think Friday nights is when you see a lot of that mm-hmm. uh, normally. Now, this Friday, these Friday nights are different. We get our food and go straight to our, our room. We, we used don't, to do the movie thing, movies, hang out, play yeah. Connect Four, Dominoes, Spades, all that. So, uh those have always been fun, but really outside of of football, um, we leave it more on the position units, and you know it's a requirement every off season for uh, our each position unit to have one fun activity. Whether it be, I know uh, different units have gone paintball; they go to the what do they call it, escape houses or yep. whatever they. they go on a, uh, you know, rent a boat and go out on the lake. Uh, then there's one event that's mandated where they go to their coach's house and, and have dinner and interact with their families and then um, do a community service project is the, as a position group is the, the third requirement. So I think more than as a team – Those are some of the things that that each position group or side of the ball can do just because it's so much more manageable with that kind of numbers.
4: Uh, Remember, fans, Academy Sports and Outdoors is the official sporting goods and outdoor retailer of the Big 12 Conference. Uh, Lightning round uh, rapid fire question. Yeah. When you have one of those, uh, in the past anyway, the, the team meals where everybody gathered over at your house or whatever, and you have the whole team over and you do that, biggest eater.
6: Me? Is no, that, no. The biggest no, eater on the
4: team is.
6: Me. No, probably. You not and Keandre Covert yeah, are on yeah, the same level. you're saying. Biggest eater. They usually come from not the biggest guys. Um,
4: Even though you guys call him snacks.
6: Yeah. He likes snacks more than meals. Um, <laughs> biggest eater, yeah, probably him or, or T Sweat would, yeah. would be the two. Some of those old linemen can. They can put it away? They can put it away too, yeah. (laughs)
4: Okay. All right. We've got some other things that we'll get to as well some football related activities when Longhorn Weekly with head coach Tom Herman presented by the Texas Lottery from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, continues in a moment.
0: And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. light mountain cold refreshment made to chill in a canoe holding a beer instead of a paddle 2020 Coors brewing company golden colorado celebrate responsibly
3: The Longhorns know the game of football is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the field, Texas Athletics uses RICO off the field. RICO's experience and cutting-edge technology empowers the real-time exchange of information and the collaboration to work whenever, wherever, and however, enabling the Longhorns to work smarter. RICO is a proud sponsor and business technology provider of University of Texas Athletics. RICO. Imagine. Change. These days, it's hard to find agreement
7: on just about anything. But when it comes to our economy, Texas is doing it right. Weathering the storm thanks to ProJobs leadership, the Texas Railroad Commission can help lead our recovery. Jim Wright is right for the job. Self-made Texan knows ranching, oil and gas, transportation, knows we need smart regulation, not big government strangulation. A common sense, get it done, do it right Texan. Wright has vowed to restore trust in the commission. Fair and equitable administration, finding common ground, bringing industry and consumers to the table, bringing the public and private sector together, growing Texas jobs doing right by everyday Texas. Jim Wright, Wright right-size regulation, smart and fair. A free and open economy, wide paths to prosperity. For Texas Railroad Commission, write it down. Jim Wright. The political land paid for by Texas Knopak.
4: First down turns, play action. Sam looking right to or to run, and he will run, and he'll score. want to remind you, if you want to see Longhorn football live in person this season, register free at texassports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau for your chance to win tickets to home games all season courtesy of Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. That's texassports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau here on Longhorn Weekly. Head coach Tom Herman presented by the Texas Lottery here at Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin. Let me, let me ask you about something that you talked about in uh, the news conference on Monday. In a word penalties i know you've been asked about it uh, a lot as well and the uh the diagramming of what you and the staff have done with the guys with regard to the amount of penalties and i think perhaps more important the timing of certain penalties yeah
6: and and you you never know when a big play is going to happen right and so um any penalty could be one that brings back a, a big play and so um you know it's it's um guys playing outside of what they're coached to do uh, for the most part it's not an an effort thing at at all it's it's uh, almost too much effort trying to do things that you're not coached to do maybe trying to do too much due to somebody else's job but I and this is no excuse we got to get better and you know it's a big reason you know when you're in two one possession games and, and and you wind up on the short end of the stick on both of them the, these last two weeks, uh, you, you certainly have to point to to a number of reasons, and penalties are one of them but um, you know this is this is an epidemic during a pandemic, and um, you know as as many penalties as we had, and as costly as they were the last two games, we actually had less than our opponents, and you know that 's something that uh, you know, the common fan may not may not know just because we all get so frustrated with the ones that we have, but um, it's which hap-
4: leads me to the word timing. Yeah, because
6: it it, right? it it happens all across the country. Ours just seem to be magnified because they take you know 30, 40, 50 play, uh, 50 yard plays off the board, and and but again, you don't know when they're coming. You don't know when a, a holding call is just going to be a holding call in first and ten, and and you can recover from it or. Uh, you know uh, a block in the back comes after a forty yard run, and so we 've got to play within ourselves uh, we 've got to make a conscious effort to to uh, to be present I think sometimes and i 'm not, I'm not talking about thinking or over analyzing, but I think sometimes a ball snapped and it 's just like ah! you know we call it crowd noise in yep. the head you know just ah! I mean that's all these these guys here, yeah. and it's you know you got to have constant uh, conversations with yourself about you know what's my assignment, what's my alignment, what's my technique, where do I line up, what what am I responsible for, and then how do I get my job done, and if you can checklist all of those three things before the ball is snapped, you know odds are you're you're going to perform it at a very high level and and without. Getting a penalty called too. I, I would
4: imagine also, and as something I brought up with Coach Hagan earlier, and you and I have talked about it before, uh, w- with regard to uh, the emotional element that goes into the game and the aha moment when you look at it on film. You've you had you've had some veteran guys get penalties as well as the yeah. younger guys as well. How much does emotion, especially in a rivalry game, play into that, and how important is it for guys to regulate? the emotional fervor that you ask of them in a game to not let it carry over to a tactical mistake by way of a penalty.
6: Right, yeah, I mean, that's the the biggest, you know, tightrope act that Mm -hmm. that we walk is you want them to be aggressive. You want them to be energized. You want them to play to the echo of the whistle. Um, But you've also got to do it with, proper fundamentals and and proper technique and uh, you know we continue to harp on that you know penalties will be reduced the more we play with great fundamentals and you're not going to hold a guy with really good fundamentals you know you're not going to hold you're not going to jump off sides if you're staring at the football like you're taught to do you know you're not going to pass interfere uh, a receiver if, you're taught to play, if you play the ball the way that you're taught to play the ball. So it all comes down to attention to detail and applying the fundamentals that you're coached to do on a play-by-play basis. All right, I, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. So I'm going to ask a quick question first, and I'll show you where I'm headed with this.
4: When do you find out during the week who the officiating crew is for a game? At what point during the week do you find out? Um,
6: I think today. I think on Thursday. Okay, is yeah, they, a couple days. Yeah. All right,
4: and, and here's where I'm going with this. Um, I know and that, I don't, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it because that. they're, they're all the same. Okay, all right. And, and uh, story to say, uh, I know you and the staff, and I don't know of any coaching staff that does this. You know, would would coach your guys based on uh, a specific crew that may be reputed to be more uh ready to call holding than other crews would and i'll just put it that way no right no wrong just the ones that are maybe a little more tuned into that or let them play a little more in the secondary and not throw a flag for pi when your guys are trying to get off the line of scrimmage so my point is about the adjustment thing do you guys sometimes is is it about adjust to what's going on
6: no no they're officials are supposed to be robots right right and uh if one guy calls it a foul in theory 10 other guys watching the same play would call it a foul as well so um you know we send in our questionable calls unfortunately you know against Oklahoma there were two in overtime on two different drives that um should have been called against our opposition and and weren't and on both those drives we ended in zero points. We missed a field goal uh, when you know Brennan Eagles was pass interfered with and was not called. And you know in the last drive Jordan Whittington you know catches a pass, gets horse collared, uh, flag is not thrown, and you know then the next play is holding, then the next play is in the interception to lose the game. And so um, you know, yeah, our penalties come at, at, at seemingly very inopportune times, but the ones that are missed by the officiating crews uh, when it comes to us seem to come at some very inopportune times as well. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the Baylor Bears, uh, the opponent for this week. We'll continue with Longhorn
4: Weekly with head coach Tom Herman, presented by the Texas Lottery here from Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin. We'll continue here on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
1: I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at AARP.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
2: They say that car crashes happen in slow motion. The reality is that crashes happen fast. There's no time to think and no time to check if your child is in the right car seat. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your kids in the right seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Get more info at safercar.gov the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
4: Back here on Longhorn Weekly with Coach Tom Herman from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, and presented by the Texas Lottery. So the Baylor Bears come to town. I know you've been asked this uh, this week as well. Uh, how more challenging is it to prepare your team for this particular group, given the fact that they didn't play last week, they've only played a couple of games, they had one game uh, postponed, the one against Oklahoma State, because of COVID issues, to get a full read. I know it's better than like for a season opener when you have nothing to go on but but is it more challenging this week because they only played the two games
6: well uh, extremely challenging and uh, especially because the game against kansas was um you know kind of got out of hand in the second half and so they've really only played you know seven quarters plus an overtime and you know really six quarters and and an overtime and so um it has been challenging the good thing is you know with all the video being digital now, you know we we know uh, their defense coordinator Ron Roberts was was at Louisiana Lafayette, so we've got all their film from last year. Special team coordinator also was from Louisiana Lafayette. We have all that film. Larry Fedora, offense coordinator, was with us for a year, but prior to that, North Carolina, so we've got all that that video too. So um, you play, you know, the educated guessing game, right? And it's okay. In these two games, they majored in whatever, inside zone and curl flat on offense and quarters coverage and man free on third down. But at Louisiana Lafayette, they were doing this on third down and and, uh, on offense, uh, you know, North Carolina was was doing this and we haven't seen Baylor do that. So there is a bit of a cat and mouse in terms of – you know, playing what you see on film, but also knowing that's only t- two games worth of, of data, and you you want your guys to be ready for for anything and everything, but you don't want to overcoach them too. So there there's a, a high wire act involved there too. And there are known quantities.
4: You know Charlie Brewer. You know his oh, yeah. his game. Uh, you know uh, uh, Tristan Ebner. I love it. I mean, you know you know a lot of those guys.
6: Yeah, and I, I think. I think the world of Terrell Bernard on, on defense, holy man. smokes. I, I think that guy, I, I'm not sure if he was the defensive player of the year in our conference. Their 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 end might have been last year. Uh, but, man, is he a really good player. And I'm so disappointed that, you know, we had him committed at the University of Houston before we left. And, uh, you know, he wound up at Baylor. Now we got to play him every year. But, uh, no, they've, they've got some really good players, players that, that we recruited uh, very heavily, and, and players that actually, you know, as a coach, not a competitor having to play them this week, but as a coach, it's kind of cool to see some of these guys that, that you recruited, got to know them, their families, their high school coaches, their trainers, and for whatever reason or another, chose chose another school and not yours, and that that's fine, uh, but then to watch them mature and get better is – it's pretty cool because you, you do get invested in recruiting and you, you do get to know uh, the young man and his family and, and his background. So it's, it's been fun, you know, watching some of these guys that you know uh, pretty intimately, to be honest with you. It's been fun to watch them get better. Okay, the, the other story that's out there this week that folks are
4: paying a lot of attention to is the matchup of the two head coaches. After all, uh they uh both were at cal lutheran you think about that 20 percent of the big 12 conference coaches I coming from a school of 1500 i love it uh but you and dave Miranda have known each other a, a long time 25 years yeah so. and you both described each other as being fierce competitors who had to battle through injuries
6: yeah dave dave never really played a, a, a snap of college football in a game he might have been junior college before he got to uh Kalou. i'm not i'm not sure but um you know he lasted about two weeks in training camp, and his shoulders just kept kept coming out and um, you know he was forced to retire, if you will, and kind of get into to student coaching and we all knew as players like, yeah, this guy's got got the it factor, you know he, he's going to go a long way in this profession, and uh, we were right. Yeah, and then he described you as a guy who had to battle through what you
4: had to battle. Made a big catch, I guess, against Occidental. He, he pointed that out in his uh, news conference. The other thing he pointed out in his news conference this week the big you hadn't heard about that catch, the big from catch twenty against, years
6: ago, Cal Lutheran versus Occidental. I can't Occidental, believe it. You know, I, I <laughs> thought it made the top ten and every Sports Center top ten. I'm surprised it didn't. Okay, here's the other thing that he
4: mentioned <laughs> in his news conference. He mentioned true or false. Oh boy, that. Uh, you served as public address announcer for some events on campus, like. Many events. Women's yeah, basketball games. Men's
6: basketball, women's basketball, women's volleyball, and baseball.
4: Okay. He pointed out a time, he, he, I believe he said a women's basketball game, but it was a game. Uh, you're oh, doing geez. the PA. Halftime comes, the lights go out in the place, and disco music starts, and you were the DJ.
6: I was. Yes. Really? That, that's So accurate. you were a disco DJ. Well, this is back in the day now you you got to understand you you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth and <laughs> all these division <laughs> 1 programs. We we had literally my my booth, if you will, uh for baseball games was the top row of the bleachers okay. and I would have these these card tables set up and I had like three different disc men uh set up, you know, to play CDs and I had uh one was for music one was for sound effects and the kind of the administration kind of let me let me kind of take it and run with it and and i loved it and uh but i actually got kicked out of a baseball game as a pa announcer because, did you oh yeah did uh, you play three bo- blind mice the I, 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 it, it was very very close very close so uh there was a a bang bang play at first and it didn't go our way i can't remember if we were batting or, or fielding, but didn't go our way and, and I thought it should. And so I hit my disc man with the sound effects and it was a cuckoo clock. <laughs> and it was cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Okay, so the the home plate umpire turns around and he's a large gentleman and he says, you know, stops the game, turns around, points at me up in the, the bleachers and he says, uh, anything more from you directed uh, at our officials uh, and I'm going to be forced to toss you out of the game. And I swear to you, Craig, I, I swear on all that is holy, my, my father's grave, the very next track on that CD of sound effects was a pig squealing. <laughs> and I couldn't resist. I pressed it. I pressed <laughs> that and this big uh, home plate umpire, as soon as he's Giving me the business, read me the Riot Act. I press this and it's
4: read, read, read. He goes, "You're out of (laughs) here."
6: And so, that's my claim to fame: is I got I got kicked out of a baseball game as a PA announcer.
4: It's a perfect uh,
6: segue into our final break. Will we back? Of
4: course, it is. it up Longhorn Weekly with that coach Tom Herman, presented by the Texas Lottery. Here from Pluckers, the West Campus location continues in a moment.
2: Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top ten wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand, especially with COVID, that no one wants to wait in line to get a table. So visit Pluckers.com and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to pick up Pluckers food instead? Pluckers now offers online ordering for pickup. Visit Pluckers.com for details. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Time since you had a good time. Here's what you gotta do: get to WinStar. There's 500 of your favorite games in a spacious new plaza. Plus, New York and Rio now offer 1,300 non-smoking games. Head to the WinStar Golf Club and Academy with two championship 18-hole courses. And remember, the 19th hole at WinStar is the biggest casino in the world.
0: And now, a moment of chill from Core's Light. Mountain cold refreshment, made to chill in a canoe, holding a beer instead of a paddle. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
1: This is what cash sounds like. ka This is what winning Extremely Extreme Cash sounds like. ka Play the Extreme Cash Scratch Tickets from the Texas Lottery today. You could win top prizes from $5,000 up to a million dollars and experience what Extremely Extreme sounds like. Ka-ching! Ka-ching! For detailed game odds and information, visit TXLottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket. Play responsibly.
4: Ellinger with the snap, back the throw, pressure coming, steps up in the pocket, Sam will take off and run, Ellinger to the 20, 15, 10, Sam to the 5, touchdown, his fourth of the day, Super Sam Eleger. Safe to say as we get ready to wrap it up, you'll be looking for another strong performance out of that guy,
6: right? Well, I would think so. He's he's played well in every game so far. He's he's had a great three years and uh, continues to find some rhythm with these new wide receivers.
4: All right, we'll look forward to seeing you at the stadium on. Saturday, the Texas Longhorns take on the Baylor Bears. will be on the air here on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College at 1 30 with the network air time and the kickoff at 2 30. For head Coach Tom Herman, I'm Craig White. We thank you for joining us. Look forward to seeing you next week right here. Here on Longhorn
3: Weekly. Longhorn Weekly with Tom Herman has been brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort. It's always a good time. RICO Technology. Empowering Texas athletics to work smarter. RICO. Imagine change. And by the Texas Lottery. Longhorn fans, play the Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. IMG College presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network.